Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Read Right to Left podcast. This month, we have a very exciting topic, which is food manga! Yay! Yay, oishi! <laughs> I think there. this is a topic and a, a genre of manga that Ray and I both really enjoy, but it's one that... I think is a little bit esoteric when people think of manga. Like food isn't immediately the first thing that comes to mind when when people mention the manga that yeah. they talk about. It's like in general, it's not you know <laughs> magic ninjas fighting dragons. Sometimes it is, mm. uh, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit. But <laughs> for the most part, it's just making food and or eating it. Yes. And who doesn't love doing that? <laughs> I think it's... I the, sure do. The great equalizers is we all gotta eat. <laughs> and hopefully you're enjoying what you eat. A lot of people are very aware of what they're eating as well. So I think it's, it's something that most people have an awareness of, even if they don't necessarily read fiction in relation to food. It's a great connector too. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite things about foodie manga is its tendency to really focus on connections between people, the smaller details of relationships and such, between friends, between family, between lovers, between strangers. Yes. Yes. Everyone's connected by food. Indeed. And I think that's because obviously as humanity has moved past the kind of we just eat for survival and now food is like its whole culture and uh, art behind it as you said it connects people it, it brings people together and that uh, is absolutely one of my favorite parts of food manga and actual food like real food it's the, <laughs> it's the ceremony and I guess just expectation of sitting down at a meal and sharing that time with somebody. It's really a domestic part of everyday life. And I think even yeah. in our day-to-day -day lives, we notice when we are missing that that element of community and connection with our food. Yep. I mean, we decided to do this topic based around um, Thanksgiving Day being, what, this week? Yes. For uh, Americans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's definitely the image of everybody in the family getting together, sitting around a dining table to eat some great food. Mm-hmm. And everybody cooking together, too. Yes. And we're going to see more and more of that in our daily lives, just with the holiday season coming up. The end of the year is obviously very busy for most cultures mm -hmm. in getting together and celebrating with the people you're close with and who lo you love and spend your time with or need to reconnect with. Sometimes they're the family members that <laughs> you only see once a year. <laughs> but but well. you, do <laughs> you do have that, that time to s just say, oh, hey, Uncle Mark and, and Cousin Joe and whoever else. <laughs> you sure <I'm> <laughs> are still alive. <laughs> 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 so, 
So hopefully for everyone who who is listening who is in the US, um, I think this should go up a little bit after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving if you're residing in the US. If you're not, I hope you are eating well regardless. I, in Australia, don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a very US-centric holiday for very obvious reasons. But... Uh, it, it still is a kind of important time for my family because it is my parents, their their wedding anniversary is the same weekend or like period. So Aww. they purposefully, I don't know why they did it, but they purposefully chose like Thanksgiving to get married. Yeah, So that's like what it is for me. But I know that you guys in the US are getting ready to eat turkey and stuff yourself and then hang out for black friday deals oh lord (laughs) no (laughs) uh anyway we part-time americans living here in japan are doing tacos this year Ooh, yum we don't really have the resources in this country for turkey (laughs) for turkey and pumpkin pie (laughs) i'm gonna make pumpkin pie that's happening but for Food manga, obviously, most really focus on Japanese cuisine, traditional foods, but as well as like the Western foods within Japan and sort of the culture of eating in Japan, which can be very different from the Western perspective, just how they present their meals and how they they cook their meals as well. What I think you can see in a lot of foodie manga, as well as just something that I was a bit not surprised about, but Mm -hmm. I guess something that was new when I came here, I didn't quite realize before, was I guess the easiest example is like, if you get sushi in America, it's like a roll full of, you know, three different kinds of fish and like six vegetables, (laughs) three different sauces on top, you know, and it's very much about the blend of many complex flavors to create mm-hmm. something new. Whereas, you know, sushi in Japan is, they have roll sushi. It's not quite as elaborate. They do have some weird ones. <laughs> like if you go to conveyor belt sushi. Yeah. But um, the sushi that you think of when you just think of the word sushi mm-hmm. is usually just a slab of rice with a slab of fish on top of it. Yeah. And the idea is, you know, to bring out the pure flavor that's already in the fish. You'll see that a lot in Japanese food, where there'll be like a central ingredient or flavor that is meant to be brought out. Yes. But one of those series that I love, and I know you love as well, Ray, that does really emphasize the preparation of ingredients and how they are used to accentuate each other and the flavors and really goes into detail with that is of course what did you eat yesterday by Fumi Yoshinaga yep a mangaka who absolutely adores food (laughs) and is totally shameless about it there's a small handful of manga by this particular mangaka that I was eager to talk about yes good chief among them being what did you eat yesterday (laughs) It's one of my favorite manga series. Yeah, it's It's my favorite by her. For me, Fumi Yoshinaga's foodie series are like peak Yoshinaga. Mm -hmm. I just love her 
food manga, how passionate she gets about it. Yes, and she is incredibly shameless about her adoration for all things food. Oh yes, and her kind of uh, pretentiousness. <laughs> but I do like how that manga has a lot of tips about how to budget well and eat well at the same times. Yes. I love that the main character, Shiro, uh, is a penny pitcher, and I like that because he's making these crazy, super gourmet sounding, oh man, I'll have to go to like a five-star restaurant in France to get this. Mm-hmm. He's making it for like a really normal grocery budget. Yeah, and I really appreciate that particular series for that because it really does prove that you know, to eat well, you don't have to necessarily spend a huge amount of money. And I think for people who don't cook a lot, who don't, you know, prepare meals for themselves, it can seem a little bit daunting. Yes. When you purchase groceries, <laughs> it can definitely feel like, oh, I'm going to spend all this money i'm not going to be able to do anything with these ingredients it's just cheaper for me to go down to mcdonald's and get like a whole meal for five bucks or whatever when that same five dollars you can make so much more food that's good for you and tastes way better if it's me i'm just like spaghetti and pasta sauce yeah I think that's the the great equalizer is spaghetti and pasta sauce. Although you do have those who burn pasta. <laughs> oh, dude. One time I set my apartment on fire. Oh, no. Because I opened... No, both sides of the spaghetti were open. Uh-huh. So, and I didn't notice. And it fell adjacent to the pot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the, uh... All this dry spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> and, then... and I was home alone. Oh. And there was a little fire, but nothing burned because it was really small, except the spaghetti. But that was an adventure. Y'all are <laughs> sure. going to learn so much about how bad at cooking <laughs> I am. This was college. It's fine. Um. We all start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, for what did you eat yesterday? As you were saying, Shira really is, like, he's a very good chef, but he's mm-hmm. also very aware of his budget and also his health. He's a bit of a narcissist in that regard. And so he tries to maximize at both monetarily and health benefit-wise his meals mm-hmm. whenever he can. And he really doesn't like to indulge too much with (laughs) sweets, despite Kenji always wanting to. Yeah, well, that's where Kenji comes in. Exactly. You know, encourages him to get that stick out of his ass every once in a while. (laughs) For anyone who has not read this particular series that we are talking about, it is a ongoing manga. There's 14 or 15 volumes out currently and it is almost entirely recipe based so although there is like a larger story to it about 85% of every chapter is a recipe and it goes through step by step each thing and how the meal is being prepared from, you know, cutting the vegetables, to washing them, to simmering them, to whatever else, until our characters sit down and have this meal, and 
again, reconnect or connect and just have the time with each other. So it's a, a small look into the everyday lives of a gay couple within Japan. It's really wonderful. I highly recommend it. And you see a lot of the people around them and the things going on in their lives through the lens of the meals they share together and what they prepare for yeah. other people in their lives because of what's going on and what's appropriate. Yeah, so I really admire this series for how seamlessly it integrates the more informational aspect of making food and then reacting to it, mm -hmm. which is why Kenji is there <laughs> to eat it and be like, Oh my Oishi. god, so yummy. But like in more detail, because he always goes on for like a couple pages. Yes, and very enthusiastically. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta know exactly how it tastes. <laughs> That's You can't taste it through the manga, unfortunately. No, no. but you uh, can absolutely Sometimes prepare. the pictures. <laughs> you absolutely can prepare them, because as I said, it is detailed step-by-step -step instructions. So... If you... Yeah, and I feel like the pictures are mouth-watering enough on their own <laughs> a lot of the time. Yes. But yeah, it's just like the way that food is so seamlessly just a part of these characters' lives. Mm -hmm. Just like it is in real life. <laughs> it's intertwined with everything else that's going on. Yeah. You know, whether it's dealing with Shiro's parents who try to understand him in their own way. <laughs> they they try. <laughs> uh, they mean well. Kenji's various issues. At work and at home. Co-workers as well as one of my favorite characters is uh, Shiro's like foodie friend. Yeah, the, the housewife. I love her. I love their interactions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trademark Fumi Yoshinaga humor. Mm -hmm. It's just such a domestic series. It's just so real about this couple and what it's like to live their lives. Yeah, you know? I mean, domestic is the perfect word for what did you eat yesterday. Because Fumi Oshinaga has a lot of food series, or a series that includes food. Like, pretty much every series that she does includes food to some extent. But this one <laughs> is very much about food within daily lives and how it influences and impacts the people who are in the meal and and the appreciation for good food by other people it's just and just the act mm -hmm. of preparing a meal for someone else is like a really valuable thing that is part of a lot of people's daily lives but we don't necessarily recognize or appreciate nearly as much as we should yeah i feel like one of the realest things is like there's a couple instances of just like Shiro having drama with his parents. Yep. And then his mom just gives him random vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a universal mom thing. I bought you 17 Especially in onions. Japan. I bought you all of these apples. Use them. You'll use They're good for you. You want them. Thank these are from the neighbor's farm. <laughs> Thanks, mom. What am I going to Miss Tonica gave these to me yesterday. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> they're really You're going to catch a cold. They're really good for you and they're really delicious. Okay, but I, I why do I need 17? No. Eat them. They're good. 
but you have to eat them soon because they're not going to last you for very long. Yeah, here in Ehime, it's like so many teachers like either know people on farms or like are on farms. Mm-hmm. And they bring us so many oranges. <laughs> hey. And they're always like, here, take the whole bag. <laughs> if you don't eat your oranges, you're going to get sick. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but so uh was there anything another yep go ahead i was gonna move on to the next yoshinaga manga that that was exactly what i was gonna do so that's good (laughs) (laughs) um i've got two more on the list Mm -hmm. so i guess we'll start with the other fiction one yep uh which is antique bakery yay and this one whereas what did he eat yesterday is very much like day-to-day meals um and there is kind of unusual things but still realistic to someone would make this at home type of mm-hmm. food antique bakery is in the title it has it's a bakery and so there's a lot more focus on like pastries and and those sorts of very sweets. specialized sweets that you go to buy in a store because you don't have you're not a patissiere and you you can't make something that looks so beautiful and tastes so delicious i love baking Mm -hmm. so this is uh more up my alley in that respect yeah it's got three main characters Mm -hmm. the series is what five volumes four four volumes it's got an anime yep a very good one what did you eat yesterday has a drama Yes. Which you can watch on Netflix if you are in Japan. Or if you have a VPN. And it's got three main characters. The owner of the shop, who hates sweets. Yeah, has reasons. I don't even remember why he wanted to start a cake shop. He has reasons. I I, I can... T- oh, Lord. I can tell you what fa- the premise is after we introduce our characters, if you want. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was blinded by all the cakes. So, he's funny. Yep. Just because he's an asshole. (laughs) Uh, It's not a a Yoshinaga title without a likable asshole, let's be real. And then there's a little twink. Yep, Eiji. He's like an ex-punk. Boxer. And he loves sweets almost sexually (laughs) and might also not be entirely straight yeah it's not fully explored Mm. but it's there what is there is the chef who is the best character (laughs) and i will fight g physically if she disagrees there's no (laughs) disagreement from me he's so good (laughs) um so what did you eat yesterday is very realistic and nuanced like down to earth with its gay representation yep it is one of the first things i would recommend to anybody in terms of gay representation in manga yep like no problems whatsoever Mm -hmm. um antique bakery (laughs) it's a little older uh it's not not problematic (laughs) this chef is gay Mm -hmm. and he seems like the most like down-to-earth guy he wears glasses you know he makes sweets for a living yeah he's just he's adorable he's just kind of generally kind to everyone and sweet and just just a just a pretty nice guy until but at night (laughs) (laughs) 
He is a devilish gay who is so charming and handsome and sexy. He immediately turns straight men gay. Everyone. Like it's it's everyone. Every man. It's a weapon. Every man. It's a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) Every man who has come across him. It immediately falls in love and just yep. wants to be in love with him. To the point where he puts on this, like, facade during the day <laughs> so that people will stop falling in love with him. <laughs> but his sweets are so delicious that he's got this twink chasing after him now. Yeah, but it's fine. Page um, is fine. <laughs> and what's really great about this, like, if you just hear it, it's kind of like... Oh, oh no. Uh, But, so, the asshole guy who runs the bakery, Mm -hmm. the opening of this manga has this kid in high school telling this... Other kid. Other kid. His classmate, or whatever. You know. I'm in love with you. Essentially, like, he says, I'm in love with you. And the other one says, like... Get lost. Fuck off, you homo, basically. Yep. You're so creepy. And he regretted that, like, the rest of his life. He's like, oh my god, I bet I ruined that kid's life. That was pretty shitty of me. And, like, when he meets Yusuke again (laughs) and tells him this, Yusuke's just like, oh my god, did you think I never had another boyfriend (laughs) after that? You think you impacted you head my over life? Yourself. You think you impacted my life enough that I just became this broken shell of a person, unable to love yeah. again? What's wrong with you, you fucking narcissist? So I don't know if you've gotten yet, but this manga's really funny. <laughs> Did you want to explain the like Yeah, so the premise is that this guy I think he's thirty odd. Well he was he's the only son of a fairly wealthy um, family, and in his childhood he was kidnapped. Uh, He was taken Mm -hmm. for Uh, a week or so-ish, and released after being confined for that period. Nothing ever, like, they never caught the person who did it, the kind of whole case just kind of resolved itself once he was returned to his family. But he has never been able to get over that sort of traumatic event throughout his whole life. And the one thing he does remember yeah. about his his capture, his kidnap, was that the man who was holding him loved sweets. And he fed him cake mm-hmm. every single day. Which is why he hates cake now, as an adult. But the reason he has decided to open a bakery is basically to kind of draw this kidnapper out and to i i don't really know what his end goal is is to catch catch him um maybe prevent him from doing this to to other kids but i don't really know what how he would have known like who's got a kid captured i don't I don't think he's capable of that kind of forethought. <laughs> yeah, he's he he has big plans, but obviously there's there's some issues with his grand scheme. Also, of course, <laughs> is the fact that he doesn't like sweets and he's not a professional patissier or baker in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> he's so he found him. Yeah, so he put out a kind. Well, he obviously was like, well, I want to open a bakery. I need to put out uh, hiring. And he only had one... 
I think he, he it was a fairly unsuccessful kind of hiring process and he was only <laughs> only one person responded to the ad I'm pretty sure um or he mm-hmm. just didn't like everyone else who responded to the ad I think he also wanted a female pastry chef because yes. he is like really single and kind of desperately so, yeah. and and has no one yeah. in his life who really cares about him uh, romantically and disappointingly straight. Yes, so <laughs> so he's just like, well, I can get a cute, you know, girl to work at the counter, and I can get a a pastry like a woman chef to make all these cute pastries. That doesn't end up happening. <laughs> the best, the best, <laughs> the best patissiere is this young or this guy who was his classmate who confessed his love to him and he thoroughly rejected in high school who is this <laughs> demon gay man who turns every every <laughs> straight guy every straight guy gay turns every night but, with a different man but and the reason <laughs> that um ono this this baker wants to this job is so he can be in a work environment without anyone around him um so he doesn't influence people in the wrong way (laughs) isn't he like he recognizes this guy as like so straight that maybe it's okay well he real he he goes there and he i'm not I can't quite remember because I haven't read it in a little while, but he goes there, he realizes that it's the same guy from high school who is the only man to have ever rejected him and rejected him, like, (laughs) so thoroughly in his entire life. So he's like, this is perfect! I don't have to worry! And so he's like, please let me work here. And he's like, oh, God, I don't want to be hanging out with this gay guy. And he's like, no, don't worry, it's fine, I'm not going to hit on you. And you're not going to fall in love with me, so it's mutually beneficial. So <laughs> like, okay, and your food is really good, your pastries are really delicious. Yeah. Sure, we'll figure this out. And also I think he still has like some guilt that he rejected him so thoroughly, but at the same time... As we said, he was called out for that. Yeah, well, I mean, Ono's totally down to milk him for that. Exactly. <laughs> so they open up the bakery together. They have a fairly, like, it's a fairly popular bakery. It's beautiful. It's got all these antiques in there, understandably. It's in the title. Uh, all of these very yeah. fancy cakes. It's very stylish. stylish and in a really nice little go. area. Lots of people come by. And one of those people that comes by is Eiji, who is this, yeah, he's kind of this little brawler. He's a professional, he's in the professional boxing or like amateur slash professional boxing circuit, but he's unable to box after an injury. I think his, uh, he has a semi-detached retina, so he's not, his coach does not allow him to box anymore. So he's kind of, adrift in life he's really upset because boxing was really the only thing he was very good at and he's wandering around dejected and he comes across this bakery and he loves sweets he adores them every time he'd (laughs) win a match he'd go and buy some cake and that was like his gift to himself and so he goes there and he sees that 
they kind of need help. They don't have like a waitress or or they only have our main character at the counter. And it's it's getting so popular that they really do need more staff. Yeah. So he's like, please. There's also like there's a thing about them not being able to taste us themselves. Yes. Yeah. I because because our main character doesn't like sweets, so he can't give a. A, yeah, he doesn't a like good sweets. opinion on like whether something tastes good or not. So this kid, I, yeah. he's like 17, 19, he's fairly like late teens. He goes in and he says, I love your cakes, please. Like, or he goes to buy something, adores it. And he says, I need to meet the baker. I need to tell them how good this is. And we all know what happens when boys run into our baker. <laughs> So he's like, "Well, I I love this the your sweets. This is wonderful." So he goes back. He meets Ona, the baker, and it's just like, "I'm in love with your sweets. I'm in love with you. You're amazing. What a master of sweets!" And he he pleads for him to make him his apprentice because boxing isn't working out. He doesn't really have anywhere to go in life currently. So he wants to make the sweets Mm -hmm. that he loves so much and to be with the person that he loves and respects now so much. So, And what convinces him is that A.G. has some kind of super tongue. Yes, super senses, super (laughs) tastes. Super sensitive tongue. So he can tell, not how to make it, but like when perfection has been yes, achieved. Yes, and he has latent talent of of being a pastry chef as well. So he's like, okay, this will work out. And also because he's so young compared to our main characters, he's kind of like, oh, he loves me, but it's kind of like a puppy love type of, I can handle this. He's probably <laughs> not going to stab like a competitor <laughs> or out of jealousy. Yeah. It's fine. It's... it's uh, He's a good-natured punk. <laughs> and then we do also have another character who kind of joins the main cast a little bit later, probably halfway through the series, who kind of becomes Ono's lover, partner, who mm-hmm. is also great, who's sort of the... He's just <laughs> like, oh... I mean, himbo wasn't a word back then. But he that's what he is. <laughs> like he's incredibly attractive, but like dumb as a bag of rocks. And and Dead. and he's so earnest, so he's like, Oh, you're such a good guy. You're like way better than I deserve, but ah, uh, and he's a Morosexual yes, pride. Exactly. So um there's him and he becomes a waiter for the antique bakery. And so it's kind of their day-to-day lives and the various drama that their past has incurred. But it is very funny. Um, and just the characters are really wonderful to watch interact throughout the entire series. And again, it's fun to see how like these pastries and this cute little pastry shop just kind of brought all of these weirdos <laughs> together. Yeah, and it's fun to see like there will be different flashes to like the customers mm-hmm. just like enjoying a meal, enjoying a cake or a cup of coffee. It's a lot more like wacky mm-hmm. than what did you eat yesterday for yes. sure. But it's still like it's very calming yes. to read. Well, all, with all of Yoshinaga's titles, I think there's the element of her. Her characters really have 
this quality of being very relatable, although they are kind of just weirdos and in situations that aren't necessarily typical. And so <laughs> that's why there, she's just great at blending human drama with humor and with mm -hmm. just again this relatability those elements that we all have in our life that we don't even necessarily think about and we take for granted far too often and she blends them all into one wonderful series and then she's done that like 10 times so yeah yeah, I feel like something I really like about her is that her humor is very sharp, but it's a sharpness that's, like, so real to, like, how I casually bully my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it feels so much like how people interact with mm -hmm. each other and, like, goof around. I don't know if I can name very many creators that so perfectly capture the sense of humor that friends joking around yeah. have. Yeah. Adult friends, I should say. There's a certain poise, I guess, to mm. her jokes that feels very Jose, as opposed to, like, something that's more aimed at teenagers. Mm -hmm. They're both good series. Compared to What Did You Eat Yesterday, it doesn't have, like, this step-by-step -step breakdown of each each no. food that is made, but it does. it is very lovingly uh, showing off all of the various sweets and how things change with the seasons and why Ono makes certain products and it is still very lovingly rendering food from someone who adores food so you can really see how much yeah. uh, she's putting on. I will say that Antique Bakery is out of print. Mm -hmm. It was published by uh, DMP. DMP, yeah, I want to say. DMP. I know the first couple volumes are usually pretty easy to find, mm -hmm. but it's one of those where, like, one of the volumes is always a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure about all mm. of the... I know that volume one is very... Like, you can get that very, very cheaply. I don't know about the other ones. It's, yeah. it's not a situation like uh, Flower of Life, which was another one of her series where you can buy the first three volumes for pennies and then volume four had a very limited run, so it's like thousands of dollars. It's kind of in the same boat as the Motohagio mm -hmm. titles that I am in, in a constant state of discussing, <laughs> where it's like one day it'll be 50 cents and the next day it'll be 30 bucks. So. Yeah, and she does have one other main food manga. And this one is a, a quasi-autobiographical manga about her life. Well, about from Wainaga-san. Oh, I wonder who that is. And... <laughs> F me Wainaga. Yes. And her life and her, the relationships she has with people through the lens of a eating guide, a restaurant guide, within Tokyo. So... Lots of, like, actual reviews of actual restaurants that exist by her and near her. And why she loves all of these places. Yeah, at the end of every chapter, this is a single volume that is a compilation of, uh, I believe these chapters ran in, like, a food magazine. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And the last page is always contact information in a mm. map. So if you are ever in Tokyo, <laughs> bring this book with yeah. you if you want some places to yeah. eat. They all look good, and she gives good reasoning as to what, why she likes each each place. And that that manga is called uh, "Not Love But Delicious Food." Makes me so happy. It was released by 
either yen or viz i can't quite remember but it is very easily obtainable if that's your thing yep uh, i will say some of the earlier volumes of what did you eat yesterday mm-hmm. can be kind of a pain yeah to get because vertical and it is longer it's so. one of her longest series oku is the longest currently but i think there's there's only like a one or two volume difference between that and what did you eat yesterday so yep. it's full on like it's a commitment and they're pretty thin volumes yeah for the price tag which is like 13 14 i don't know because i think in australian money so i i could yeah you're in australia it's even more for me (laughs) but yeah wonderful series definitely worth the money and if you are passionate about food or you're interested about food or you enjoy cooking yoshinaga is a great creator in that sense i mean she's a great creator anyway but she's (laughs) she's great for food manga (laughs) i think if you've enjoyed any of her stuff especially Mm -hmm. but even just as a starter to her uh because it's one volume and because it's literally her yeah talking to you about her friends and food uh not love but delicious foods make me so happy is a great one to pick up yes so after talking about yoshinaga for far too long but who else really expected this to not be how it goes down (laughs) we have a brand and we're sticking to it exactly damn it um (laughs) (laughs) food manga like we're giving the people what they (laughs) want exactly Food manga, like with (laughs) yokai manga we mentioned in last month's podcast, we talked, there's a huge variety of genre kind of within food manga or within yokai manga. Food manga, it's a little bit pared down from what you see with yokai. I don't know if there's really that many, like, etchy food series. I'm sure there is, but I'm not aware of them. Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma. I mean, but... uh, that's like a tournament. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's definitely etchy. It's a tournament shonen and it, with, with tits. tits. Mm-hmm. Yep, from from a ex hentai artist or a current. I I don't know if they still do. He is not oh, ex. Okay, well, a hentai artist, <laughs> <laughs> a currently <laughs> hentai artist. So there's stuff like Food Wars. There's also that one. There's one. Uh, it was an anime. I don't know if it's a manga, but it was like. The whole premise was, like, the girls, whenever they ate, like, delicious food, they would make these, like, ridiculous O faces and just, like, moan. Uh, oh, oh! Hmm. That exists. Yeah. If that's what you're looking for. It's out there. It it's exists. It's out there. But normally, <laughs> I think people think of food manga as being this either very domestic kind of calming series like we said with what did you eat yesterday sweetness and lightning is another one that's very popular that people are aware of that one's really good for people like me who read what did you eat yesterday and you're like nah (laughs) (laughs) reading the recipes too many because, like, sweetness and lightning is, like, here's how to make, like, a basic rice pilaf. Yeah. Or, like, a hamburg steak. It's the beginner... It's very it's simple, a b- like... Beginner's guide. Make this with your family. Yeah. So there's those, which are wonderful, and probably my favorite of the genre. There are also ones that I would say are kind of just... I don't know if celebratory is quite the right word, but those... A lot like Oshinbo, where a character goes around Mm -hmm. and 
eats food and is like, this is marvelous. And they talk about all of the specific details of the food. They're not necessarily telling you how to make the food, but like, oh, rice is amazing. Look at all these tastes. Honestly, I'm like a Food Network connoisseur. (laughs) And I like those. No, they're they're good. um, I really liked um, Wakakozake and one of my favorite series, as a wino. <laughs> yeah, I knew this would come up. Is The Drops of God. Yay! And this is 40 plus volumes in Japan. 44, I think, yeah. 44, 45, something like that. And we're gonna get all of them! Yay! Thanks, Kadansha! Everybody, thank Kadansha. Because Vertical <laughs> dropped this series after the omnibuses did not do well. So, yep. thank you, Kodansha, at, from I am a, a wine lover. <laughs> still in the market for omnibuses three through five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the first two. So, uh, DM me if you, you want to unload some. I uh, want to get rid of those. The drops of God omnibuses. <laughs> but... I was so excited about this License Rescue, License Continuation. Yes. This series is so much fun. It's just, the art's really fun. It's kind of like reminiscent of like Obata, mm-hmm. except it's just people being deeply, profoundly passionate about wine. There's um, sommeliers and they love wine. They just want yep. to consume it. So basically the main character is the son of a late, recently deceased, very famous sommelier. And he was raised on wine, and at this point, he's sick of it. (laughs) He hates wine. He's absolutely a beer guy. (laughs) And he'll tell you anything you want to know about beer. Mm -hmm. But God forbid you put a glass of wine in front of him. (laughs) Oh, he was a wine critic. And he owned an incredible wine collection. And so this guy, Kanzaki Shizuku, <laughs> which uh, Kan in Kanzaki means God, and Shizuku means drops. So, <laughs> bit on the nose good there, name but. There. <laughs> okay. So, Shizuku finds out in his father's will that he must find and correctly identify 13 wines, which are known as the Twelve Apostles and the Drops of God. That his father has described in his will. And he also has a competitor in this. So in order to get his like inheritance, he has to drink all of this amazing wine and he doesn't want anything of it. But yeah, so he starts on the path to becoming a sommelier. Mm -hmm. It turns out that he's got a natural knack for it because, you know, he was raised on it for so many years that he's suppressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's in the genes. It's in the genes. So it's totally ridiculous. It gets like super ridiculous, like cat and mouse games. It's so dramatic between this guy and his rival. But it's also just like so passionate about wine. All the wines that appear in The Drops of God are real wines yep. that you can go out and taste for yourself if you're fabulously wealthy. (laughs) It does offer some budget wines, Mm -hmm. but it is mostly dealing in, like, the kinds of wines that I will never drink. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I will mention when Karansha announced that they are, have a digital release for this series, and you can read it on Kindle and Comixology, 
It's one of their Comixology original series. It was actually, they had an event shortly thereafter of all of these various wines, I think in Southern California. With, yeah, they had a wine tasting event to announce it. Yes, with with the creator, with the mangaka. With the creators. And all of these very fancy wines. And you could go drink wine and presumably learn about a manga all about wine. It It's yep. an interesting publicity uh, thing and I I looked looked fancy. I would I could never I think go, like but... how many manga fans that you know <laughs> are going to read the drops of God. Well exactly. I think it's a trying to diversify their audience because it's it's certainly not yeah. a more typical manga series or one that it is very much of. for wine lovers. <laughs> um I think the first announcement was actually before Kodansha. Uh-huh. It was the Wine Spectator article reviewing the event, which is interesting. Yeah. So this is a perfect example of how manga is really, there's something for everyone. There, there's something for everyone. If you are a bisexual wine aunt <laughs> like myself, yep. consider Drops of God. <laughs> it's really fun. Yes. Yes. It is very, very good. And really, again, really good that we have gotten it in its entirety, or hopefully soon in its entirety, digitally. Because uh, it isn't really a, a series that I think works well in print. Just looking at the length of no. it is, is not possible, <laughs> I guess. 45 volumes <laughs> too, of too much. wine. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a miracle we got five of them. Yeah. Similarly... Which is like, what, 10 volumes? Yeah, I, I don't remember if they're two-in-ones or three-in-ones. They're yeah. not big enough to be three-in-ones. We got a, a decent chunk in in print, so if you are particularly interested in, you can hunt them down. They are around, but if you're wanting yep, to read the I entirety... I found them at a used bookstore. <laughs> but if you are wanting to read the whole series, if you are interested in it you can read it again through Kodansha. Similarly on that is like Oshinbo which I mentioned earlier uh, super duper long totally not yeah. able to be put out in its entirety in print so when was it Viz who put it out? They decided to collect certain picked stories around a particular theme uh, or ingredient, I should say. So there's one for rice. There's one for, I think, sake. There's one for vegetables. Um, and so within that book are, because it's a very episodic, self-contained chapter story, they could just, you know, pick and choose and pull stories from the manga to make these more amalgamated volumes surrounding a typical theme. And so those are around as well. Um, it's a similar kind of idea where food manga, I think, is it's quite popular in Japan. And so far, there's a lot of very long-running food manga, which, because yeah. it, we don't have the support for it, like there is in Japan, it's, it's hard for publishers to publish a title like that that doesn't have like a major storyline to it compared to like Food Wars or even Antique Bakery uh, to justify just putting out like a hundred plus volumes of a guy 
gone around and eating food and commenting on food. Especially because it's like, these restaurants are in Japan. Uh-huh. So, it's like, I, I see that a lot with like, um, not love but delicious food makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, the biggest complaint people have with it is like, well, I just read a bunch of restaurant reviews for a place I can't go. Yep. And those are the people you can tell don't follow Yoshinaga's series. (laughs) They don't know her as a creator. (laughs) Um, Which is fine. But, I mean, if that that's people's complaint for a one-volume series, Shinbo is like a hundred plus volumes there's so many and we're definitely not getting all of that in english um so i do like the uh idea of like a kitaro style relief yes release iron walk jan they also started doing Mm. that kind of thing years and years ago yeah (laughs) because Um, i think like with well maybe food wars helped but like with sports manga Food manga was not popular in the US or the Western market before probably five years ago. And then Haikyuu yeah. happened and, and Kuroko's Basketball and Yomoshi Pedal. So everybody was super into sports manga and anime. And the same thing happened with, I think, Food Wars. And then people were like, Food oh, Wars. okay. And so Sweetness and Lightning and like all these other kind of food, food adjacent. Wars and, um... Yes. Toriko. Yes. Toriko. Toriko and the other one. Um, there's a Fate cooking manga from the Fate franchise that yeah. Dempa puts out. So There's so uh, many now. So many. You can read like, all of the food. Restaurant from Another <laughs> World, that's an isekai um, light novel and yep. manga series. I was actually just reading that yesterday. And that's Delicious available. Delicious in Dungeon. Delicious in Dungeon is another fantasy-based one. So there's a, there's so many food manga is i mean it's not it's never gonna be like an isekai level but there's way more than there ever was yakitake japan got licensed that one's older it is older but the anime also got licensed recently because or yeah, recently, yeah yeah within the last couple of years because again people are interested in it the other one yumero patisserie just got a blu-ray release here an sd blu-ray release in the u.s <laughs> Is this... All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's food. Food, I think people are becoming more aware of, especially the kind of food manga that are sort of competition focused, uh, like Food yeah. Wars. But also plenty of those like family warm domestic ones as well, because Sweetness and Lightning did well. I want mm-hmm. someone to license the... What is it called? The the one with the tanuki about udon is the oh, anime. Oh, Poco's Udon World. Yes. Yeah, I want that one. That's so cute. I want it. But, you because know. Because I studied abroad in Kagawa. Mm. And I am very attached to manga that are from Shikoku. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's there's plenty out there. There's plenty being made. There's plenty being licensed. And, I mean, we've mentioned it 400 times already, but Food Wars, really, being a Shonen Jump series, I think, was what got more... Just people interested in food manga, right? Because it's structured like a tournament type of series. Mm-hmm. 
But it's like, oh my god, cooking can be intense too. Like they've never seen Iron Chef. So. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of Iron Chef types of programs in Japan. There should be. <laughs> and so, yeah, like with sports manga, we've, we've definitely seen a shift with just because one series hits it off and then all of a sudden that's just everything. Everything gets brought in. <laughs> and with regards... Yeah. It's a food manga, I'm not complaining, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Is that series Wakako Zake? Is that how... Yeah. Yeah. That one is also available digitally. There's a couple of Dark Horse food manga as well that they've put out. There's so many. There's a ramen one that there's they just like, put out. Yeah. There's, um... Is Otherworld Izakaya Nobu? Yep. Do we have the manga for that, or just the anime? No, we have the manga, and I know that because E.K. Weaver does the lettering on it, and I like her work, okay. so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to talk about Yakitate Japan a little bit. Yep. Because I think that one, because it's a bit older, mm -hmm. people look over it a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think especially if you are a fan of shonen foodie manga. Yep like Food Wars. It kind of goes off the rails the same way that Food Wars does too, <laughs> from what I've heard. Kind of in a different way. Okay. Because it's a comedy too. Okay. But it's still fun. It's, uh, the premise is that the main character, Azuma, loves bread. He wants to be an amazing baker, and specifically he is sad because there's, this, like, a lot of countries that you think of, like Italy or France or Spain or, like, they have their bread. Yeah. That they're known for. Yeah. And he wants to make the Japan. Pan means bread in Japanese. Yeah. So he wants to make a bread that is specific to Japan. Mm -hmm. That is the Japanese bread. He wants to put Japan on the map in terms of making bread. Yeah. So there's actually, this is a super ridiculous comedy series with kind of a tournament progression with these ridiculous like bread baking tournaments that don't exist. <laughs> and one of the funniest things about it is like the judges of the bread the art of judging bread in this series is like almost just as much a focus as making the bread because it's like they have to react to the bread it's so delicious i like turn into a dinosaur and go back to the beginning of time or something and it just escalates more and more as the bread gets more delicious. Really silly, like, shonen humor, but it's got a great fast pace to it. The characters are really funny. And it actually does have some good bread facts, if you want those. It gives not usually a recipe, sometimes a recipe, but sometimes it'll just give, like, a little couple-page explanation, like, information about the main bread of the volume like croissants or uh, baguettes or whatever, which was always kind of fun to read. They sure do love bread. If you like bread, if you like sweets, then check out Akka. That's not mm -hmm. really the focus of the series, but there's, it, there's an emphasis on the bread. Me too. <laughs> I mean, there's also a government coup in there, but it's fine. Don't worry about that. Bread, only thing that matters. Um, a guy... And his elf bride opening a pizza parlor. In another world. In another world. Thank goodness she's an elf bride on the on the t title cover, because I'm pretty sure she's a slave bride in the actual book. 
But I don't know. It's one of those isekais. Like, slaves are good, though, actually. I'm like, eh. That's not. That's well. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's kind of the worst <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Let's not rationalize slavery here, guys. Please. Thanks. That's a quote you can take from us. Yeah. But. Slavery is bad. Fantasy without any slaves. Fantasy manga without a food manga without any slaves would be near and dear to my heart. Delicious in Dungeon. I love that series. It's so funny. Yeah. If you are a fan of like <laughs> D&D, check it out. It's like wonderful. This was like one that when I first heard its premise, I thought of Toriko mm-hmm. and how boring I thought Toriko was because none of the food was real. Yeah. I'm, I'm very attached to like foodie manga that is real that includes real recipes mm-hmm. real restaurants mm-hmm. and like very realistic settings mm-hmm. but delicious in dungeon is one in particular where i hear so much about the comedy and like the characters that uh it's been at the top of my to be read list for a while and honestly like it's one of those things that you can just substitute some of the food for like actual food that exists it's not like anything's <laughs> totally out there weird it's in a form that is weird and fantasy like but (laughs) it's like oh this is just a mushroom or fish or mollusks or whatever like it still exists you could make it it's just oh there's a weird fantasy monster (laughs) oh the other one that i wanted to mention is upcoming again like kind of a fantasy food manga but again kind of realist like you could you could substitute it for an actual thing that exists is the upcoming uh drifting dragons which i don't think a lot of people are aware that that's a food manga but it is and it's really good that's a series that's currently available to read on crunchyroll um and through kodansha digitally but it's getting a print release next year about a group of uh, dragon, I guess, hunters. It's sort of like, they're like whalers, but for dragons, who whenever they down a dragon, they kind of cook it up. So it's this kind of like the idea of like, if you hunt something, eat it or utilize it to the best of your ability, you know, not wastefully just killing animals for the sake of it. So that's okay. good. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like a fantasy drama kind of story. It's, it is wonderful. But yeah, I going into it, I didn't realize how much of the series is focused on food. Um, but there's a lot. <laughs> they prepare... <laughs> They prepare dragon in a bunch of different ways. Dragon meat, which obviously is like substitute for a red meat of any type. And just all of the different dishes and their reactions. And a lot of people don't really eat dragon in the series. So it's like a unique and exciting flavor for a lot of the people on the ship. A lot of the rest of the crew who are like, oh my god, this is so delicious. And it does look really good. <laughs> Again, like, maybe not for vegetarians in the audience, because it's lovingly rendered cuts of meat. But, yeah, it looks really delicious. I'd eat it. And it is coming to print very, very soon from Kodansha. And no it's take. very, very good. Look look forward to it. In t- either December or January is when the first volume comes out. And I will be loving it check out my pickup video in the future for that 
yeah, so that's <laughs> that's another one that's sort of like on the fantasy side. Um, not so much isekai, like mm-hmm. Restaurant to Another World or Other World, Isekai and Nobu, where those are isekai. This is like purely fantasy, more so like Delicious and Dungeon. All right. Should we go into questions for the kind of last little bit here? Starting off simple. What's your favorite foodie manga? Would you like to go? Uh, sure. Either What Did You Eat Yesterday or Drops of God. I also really like Kitchen Princess, which we didn't talk about. But it's a shoujo series. It's not really, the focus isn't really on the food because it's kind of aimed on kids, you know? Yeah. But it does have a recipe card for each recipe in every volume, which I thought was really nice. And I wish What Did You Eat Yesterday would do that. But if you like Fruits Basket, Kitchen Princess has kind of a similar vibe to Fruits Basket. Okay, good to know. Uh, my favorite would as well, what did you eat yesterday is kind of, obviously, like, obviously, I talk about it all the time whenever I get a new volume. I love that series. I love all of Yoshinaga's food manga. They're all great. Delicious and Dungeon is marvelous, a lot of fun, and considering it is a fantasy world type of manga, it's just really, really clever and imaginative and just all around wonderful. Cool. Ah, that was from our good friend Mama Loves Manga, Aisha. And then from a new manga tuber who G shouted out recently called Scooby Snacks. Yeah, his actual name is like Benjamin. Benjamin? Benjamin. Benjamin That is what it is. Yes. Benjamin J. But I like Scooby Snacks. Yeah, no, it's a good. His his, um, Twitter. Twitter. His YouTube is boogie snacks so look for boogie snacks <laughs> if you're on good too. youtube uh i'd love to hear your opinions on the importance of food in anime and manga how has it evolved over the years or has it always been pretty much a staple in manga slash anime's community's diet i mean we talked about this it's it's uh, definitely a genre that is way more popular in Japan than it has been in the West. Yeah, I think especially like in the, like the 90s and aughts when it was like more common to like pick up a magazine and read a chapter. Mm-hmm. But these days, the reason it's trending so much is because food shows mm-hmm. are really popular. They've been trending so much. for like quite a few years now people make fun of them all the time over here just you put a celebrity in a restaurant and have them go oishi and then you have a show so i think just the trend from tv yeah carried over to manga novels yeah Yeah. everything one of the things i did want to mention is i think you learn so much about a country and its people through its cuisine right and so the evolution of that within manga i think is just it's just a celebration we need fundamentally we need food to survive but we as human beings have gotten past that so it's it's interesting to to encounter food from other cultures and enjoy them i also think there's just like with what we were talking about with yoshinaga and oh no There's a lot of creators who just like food, and they put food in their manga, and if they're good at it, their readers notice, and they end up putting more food in their manga, until they're just writing manga about food. (laughs) Yeah, everyone loves food. And 
Speaking of, the last question from Twitter. Have you ever tried a recipe from a manga? Have I? I've made plans to and then forgot. Uh, oh well. I think I've made a dessert or a cake or something. I mean, cake is dessert, but like <laughs> pancakes or something from What Did You Eat Yesterday? Because What Did You Eat Yesterday? There's a lot of like very Japanese specific ingredients, so it's hard for me to make them. Yeah. But there are a lot of the like more Western food in What Did You Eat Yesterday? There's been some things that I made. They're very yummy, but uh, not every day occurrences in my diet I would say but they're like it's doable it's certainly doable and I think with sweetness and lightning especially and and those series that have like recipe pages in them it probably is way easier to follow a recipe (laughs) obviously I have in my high school days Mm -hmm. definitely done at least one of the like dessert recipes from kitchen princess those are aimed at kids So they're pretty simple. And like I said, you get a recipe card. Yeah. I will say my best friend decided she wanted to learn how to prepare a fish from just like being a fish to being a meal (laughs) because of food wars. So... Does it count if, like, the katsudon was so delicious looking in Yuri on Ice that I learned how to make katsudon? Yeah, that counts. In America. I mean... I don't know anyone <laughs> who wasn't like, man, I need to eat some katsudon. Some sexy, sexy katsudon. <laughs> I'll uh, eat him right up. Yeah. So the last question that we had, it was on a community post that I've had on my channel. I know most people don't look at them. We've kind of answered this question already, so it shouldn't be too long. Uh, but... Mechanical Anime Reviews asked, do you prefer food competition manga or something slow and thoughtful like Sweetness and Lightning? I think it's pretty obvious which one I prefer as I like the sweet and methodical and thoughtful and and domestic type of food manga. I like kind of the quirky and weird ones as well that we've mentioned. I'm not really super into the food competition Iron Chef style of stuff mm-hmm. that is also out there but that's just me drops of god being the major exception (laughs) yeah which is a crazy cat and mouse game doesn't have a whole lot of pathos in it (laughs) i also usually prefer the more like soft domestic very realistic booty manga yeah as usual g and i are (laughs) the same person sharing one brain cell, inhabiting different bodies yep we share the same brain cell we're in two separate bodies on not quite the opposite side of the world because we are on the same side of the world but in two completely different we are currently on the same side of the world yes and i don't know whether it's just the shared brain cell or what but we're we tend to be on the same (laughs) wavelength we're like we exist in a venn diagram yeah there's that's like which is like three quarters overlapping yeah there's like 75 (laughs) percent Of the middle that's, like, overlapped, and then we've got 25% of our own weird shit that we're into that, like, the other one's like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) Pretty much. Yep. I bet you didn't know you were watching a podcast hosted by a symbiote. So, that was all of the questions. I think we talked a lot about a lot of different kinds of food manga. There's plenty out there. I know all of you guys, at least in the US, will be enjoying stuffing yourself with seasonal goodies 
as of this week. And tacos. Um, try to survive the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try to survive the family interactions because I know it can be a struggle often. Yeah. You can always hop into my DMs if you're feeling some kind of way. Yep. Your family's treating you like shit. Moral support. Whatever it is. Moral support. We do try to respond to everyone, regardless of what platform you message us on. But that has been it for Food Manga. Hopefully we answered all of your questions in a fairly good way. Um, some of them were a little bit of short answers because we did kind of uh, extrapolate on them earlier or expound on them earlier in the podcast. As yeah. for next month, I think we'll still take questions, but we don't really have a theme so much like we have had in the last couple months. Uh, but next month is December, Christmas, end of the year. That's horrifying. End of the decade. It's looming oh, and it's getting closer. <laughs> but before that, it is Christmas or end of the year seasonal holiday. Might be Hanukkah. Solstice. Solstice. Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. We, we're all inclusive here. We are doing our seasonal holiday slash Christmas list for manga fans. I think we're just going to talk about some of the new releases from the past year that are wonderful and that yep. you might want to get for friends and family or yourself this holiday season. Yep. I don't know. We might be counting down favorite reads from the year. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot. This has been, Stuff like that. This has been a good year for manga. Next year looks to be like a good year for manga. We have been incredibly, incredibly uh, lucky. And I don't know. People complain about the manga industry, but there's so much coming out and I cannot keep up with it. So hopefully... It's so much. Hopefully this will help you guys. Also, because I know we're all struggling. There's just so much to enjoy at all times. Hopefully this will help maybe narrow down some things that you may want to buy and share and read because there's yep. a, there's been a lot of really quality books. <laughs> so many amazing books. Yes. And we love them all. Well, not all of them, but we love all of the ones that we love. And those are the ones we're going to be talking yep. about. I love 98% of what I bought. Yeah, me too. And that's what matters. There's maybe one or two <laughs> that I was like, eh not into this. It's like I say that I buy only my absolute favorites, and yet uh -huh. there are so many of them. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I only buy like 9s out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, maybe an 8.5 here and there. Oh no, I bought... <laughs> I'm like looking over here at like my Japanese manga uh -huh. that I like have to take home with me. Yeah. And I'm like, how much of this do I want to get rid of? <laughs> but I'm like no, looking through it like Aoi Horus, that's one of my favorite series. Yeah. Aona Flag, that's one of my favorite series. Yeah. Yona of the Dawn, what the fuck? <laughs> Itsuari no Freya, I love that one. Yeah. Itoshi no Nekoke, this is like I'm going down the line. Yeah. Yeah. They're all my favorite. Yeah, believe me. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Next year, um, there's so many titles. I keep a list, like an ongoing list. Whenever there's a, li a licensing event, like we just had at Anime New York, Mm -hmm. or anime nyc i write down the stuff that sounds interesting to me uh, i'll do usually do a little bit of research and cross off or be like yes that's what i want 
And there's just so there's stuff that Ray tells you about because she reads Japanese. <laughs> G tells you to read because you're like, uh, I'm not that into it. And then you're like, oh no, this is this is really good. And you my other brain cell said <laughs> I have to buy it. <laughs> Pretty much, like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be buying and reading Prince Freya. You started to read and buy Blue Flag. It's an easy trade-off. Yep. What? How, mm. There we go. See? We, uh, same brain cell, I swear. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but next month, you can put in some questions or requests as well um, for the podcast. And then we will see you for the end of the year. And not until January, where we will have a very exciting, very exciting podcast. But... Thank you so, so much for listening. G from Simply G. You can find all of my contact information in the description below. The same with Ray, the wonderful always Ray from Whimsical Pictures. Our um, Twitter's down there. Her channel's down there. Um, I think Instagram is also down there. I don't know. Um, but yes, we'll catch you in the next podcast. And bye till then. Bye bye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>